Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined this uh, morning, I guess, by uh, Leonard. Hello. Cameron. Hi. We have a guest with us this episode, Monster Scholar. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really well. Excellent. Great. Uh, it's, uh, it's been yeah. super, <laughs> it's been like a year <laughs> since we've had a guest on the podcast, so it's nice to have a, a, a new voice on the show. <laughs> yes. Definitely, definitely. I've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> so uh, this episode, we are going to be returning to werewolves, and we've we've elected to take a look at the 2000 film Ginger Snaps. Uh, for for me, this was the first time I've watched this. Um, Leonard, how about yourself? I had also never seen Ginger Snaps before. Cameron. Yep. Also the first time viewing. Also, also the first time. Everyone, everyone's the first time. Oh no, this is definitely a rewatch for me. I'm a longtime fan. I really love the series because there's actually three films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on this one, um, Monster Squad, so you said you've, you've watched this. Have you seen the other two films as well? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a time, uh, as far as I'm aware, there's a time period change in, I think, the second film. Where it's it's set. I think it's actually the third one, the third um, one, but it goes back to kind of like um like frontier. I think it's frontier uh-huh. um, U.S. and so it's kind of like it's the same actresses and they mm-hmm. just depict different characters, but it's kind of like how the curse began, essentially how the werewolf curse began. Interesting. Oh, okay. oh, well, we may have to revisit that one if that's giving us a prologue. I, defi- I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, well, we'll put that on the docket for a future episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the premise of Ginger Snaps, uh, this is set in the, I'm imagining, fictional town of uh, Bailey Downs. It's Bailey Downs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. this is, uh, the, the film itself is a Canadian production, and it's um, ostensibly set in some place in America, an unidentified uh, <laughs> area. And uh, we're we're focusing on the Fitzgerald sisters. They are teen, young teenagers um, in, in the midst of high school, and there are some interesting click um, dynamics between themselves and, and other students. But there is a um, sort of a what, what would you like compare this to? Maybe the Beast of Govardhan. It's what it feels like because they're calling it the Beast of Bailey Downs. There's yeah, definitely, definitely. Werewolf there's some attacks occurring. <laughs> some the beast attacks, like animal attacks, in mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. the middle of boring suburbia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's dogs are unfortunately um, being killed by something. It's mm. probably my least favorite <laughs> aspect of the movie. Is all I know. I hate dogs that. Don't go for the pets. It. I don't care what happens to the people, but don't touch the pets. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and and that's that's the general thrust of the plot is uh, this sort of mystery uh, on what's attacking people and animals, uh, and the sisters uh, un- unfortunately get in, uh, caught up in the middle of these attacks, and uh, something unfortunate happens to the elder of the two sisters, Ginger. She suffers a. Uh, one of the attacks and also the side effects of being attacked. 
Leonard. Yep, um, she's a werewolf. Yeah, she she <laughs> becomes a werewolf. <laughs> Surprise. I, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm tired of you bearing the lead. Yes, she becomes a werewolf. <laughs> Just in case anybody was wondering, this isn't a mystery into who the werewolf is. It is just straight up. Oh, you, my sister's a werewolf. Uh, not to be confused with the Howling Three, your sister is a werewolf. Uh, yes. <laughs> there is no marsupials in this one. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank God. thank God. <laughs> I don't know if I could have taken that. Um, but yes, Dave, you were going to ask me something not involving a tangent from me. It probably was going to be a tangent. Um, you you mentioned off uh, off mic, I guess, uh, a theme that this movie reminded you of. Oh, yes. The thing that I felt like, okay, so I I went on a journey with this movie where the movie mm. started and I was like, ugh, these <laughs> girls are so edgy. I can't stand them. And then I was like, oh my God, they're like every single girl that I went to high school with. And I was like kind of out. And then it got weird because um, like the characters are kind of caricatures except mm. that they give the like they're given a little bit of hidden depth that kind of makes them real people so they all feel like high school very hyper like blown up high school like analogies for the kind of people that you met during that phase so i definitely was really enjoying that aspect of it because it was so big and theatrical and then near the end of the movie when it starts getting weird and we'll get it like super weird and we'll get into it but i was thinking about it and i said this movie feels like the adventures of pete and pete gender swapped <laughs> and written as edgy fan fiction i love i love that description yes i love that description so much because you're you're right it really does kind of encapsulate the angst and the kind of weirdness of growing up in a very kind of isolated place um and that was what i loved about pete and pete yeah dude right on yeah because i was just i was just like this feels like an like an adaptation of an unreleased nickelodeon show (laughs) but but like somebody got a hold of like the spec script and was like oh i can edge this up and i'm like what what world are we like it's amazing that's 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 what i that was my process going through this movie of of oh hey look at all of the like all of this big character to oh this is just like a nickelodeon series that somebody fan fiction and edged up so that's that and that's my review of ginger snaps thanks everybody <laughs> this has been monster dear monster no but Cameron, that's all i got did, did you, <laughs> yeah that's fine um did you have any what were your overall impressions of the, of the film as a whole uh i really liked it uh oh, my me? school mustn't yeah, uh, my school my school must not have been so clicky as everyone else's, I think, because I didn't know. I, I feel that might be a more stateside uh, experience of high school life somehow, and maybe a slightly oh, previous generation. I know, I know, I'm the baby of the group, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really, really liked it, and 
I really like it in comparison to another film, which I don't think anyone actually watched. But last week I watched Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox for like oh, yes, the fiftieth yes. time, and like the the comparison between these two films of Teen Wolf and Michael J. Fox being like masculine puberty and that stage of growing up as a guy's like you come into your own and you feel more confident about things and suddenly people start liking you and then Ginger Snazzer is like things are changing and it's bad and it's wrong and I'm not sure exactly what's going on and things are getting a little hectic and I like that idea of these two films side by side sort of encapsulating those two different experiences I can't speak to the validity of the uh, of Ginger Snaps version of it obviously uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but when you turned into a werewolf, Cameron, I mean, I am the hairiest person in my family for several generations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and how about yourself, a monster scholar? Especially uh, since you you said that this was a series that's near and dear to your heart. It really is. I think for me, um, watching this movie, my, my best friend introduced me to it. And I, I was in kind of high school, college. And I think for me, it really spoke to, uh, as a woman who's gone through puberty, like <laughs> the <laughs> angst that you experience where it's like, hair is there that wasn't there before. And like your mood is changing and like you're experiencing like kind of hormonal shifts and also kind of the, the feeling of like, you're not going anywhere. And that kind of inertia, I think was really well expressed in the film and kind of just like whenever you're developing, it's like, okay, you're a woman, but like, you can't be really like overtly sexual because that's somehow monstrous, you know, and bad because that's how it's kind of judged within this patriarchal society that we live in. And so kind of trying to navigate that, I feel like Bridget and Ginger really represents, they represent two sides of a coin for me. Like Ginger is the one who transforms and finds power in kind of her her predatory sexuality whereas Bridget is like no like she wears like non-form-fitting clothing and is like no I'm gonna be like completely not sexual or whatever um and so I feel like that kind of that ambivalence between the two characters can I think it really well represents kind of the the struggle that young women have to deal with um growing up Mm. Yeah, I think that works pretty well. I also, as you as you had mentioned, um, the Pete and Pete uh, comparison, Leonard. Uh, yes, it, it struck me that this was Werewolf Daria. Also. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Oh my God. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and if we were going to sell this film, Werewolf Daria might do it. Everyone, yeah. go watch, go watch this. We recommend it. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Werewolf Daria. Yeah. Exactly. I know I know that every piece of promotional art, uh, like box art or poster art that you see, this is this is for the viewers. See, will look like like the trashiest trash garbage garbage. Um, it is not. <laughs> um, uh, trust us, we are not leading you into a trap. This movie is actually good, despite every piece of advertising media associated <laughs> with it. Really. Uh... And yeah. I think it's a sign of the times. Um, this movie did come out in uh, 2000. So a yep. lot of the direct-to-video box art was sort of garish. And that yeah. that's no um, indicator of the actual content. Uh, although uh, it was sort of luck of the draw, and you often would find things that <laughs> looked like garbage and also were probably worse than the cover <laughs> let, let in yes. on. Yeah. Um, this um, happily was not the case. Um, 
and it you know it was an overall very enjoyable uh so we'll, we'll dig i think into what the what we're all here for is the werewolves um mm-hmm. and and their depiction in this film the the contrast i think to teen wolf is a um an apt one uh in in more ways than one this is the other side of the coin in the depiction of the werewolf as well uh mm. this is probably the least hairy uh, <laughs> werewolf i've seen <laughs> in a film yep um mm. maybe like harry potter prisoner of azkaban was about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes uh <laughs> which is a little it's a little misleading because um as ginger is transforming uh and exhibiting like the extra hair um uh continually growing more hair on her on her head um mm. the the actual transformation ends up being well it, it's more appropriate i guess it's just a naked wolf thing mm. um, uh, very muscular yes naked and all, yeah rat <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what it's evocative yeah of, definitely yeah so it, it's a naked mole rat <laughs> <laughs> of of uh, uh enormous size mm. <laughs> yeah Lycanthropes of unusual size. Yes. <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not confined to the swamp. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> so we have this sort of depiction of the, the werewolf and the the transformation scene. Uh, they they put they put quite a bit of effort into this. Um it's our our favorite practical effects rather than a bunch of CG. Um this mm-hmm. is yep. this this is more werewolf in london and less werewolf in paris i was yes, thankfully about to say the same thing because <laughs> uh, we don't need any more cg werewolves um no so no. It, they, they did a good job on on that front the as we mentioned it's it's uh fully quadrupedal she doesn't mm. get up and walk around or if she can get up and walk around i don't think so didn't look like the anatomy supported that uh she's indoors yeah. most of the time and in poor lighting, yeah. which probably helps because it's a puppet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, most of the scenes dealing with the werewolf are at night. Uh, we get precious, if any, little um, views of the initial uh, werewolf that's causing, that originally caused this yeah. problem. We get some kind of roadkill kind of <laughs> shot. And then God. we get that kind of candid camera little uh, um, Polaroid. Which was yes. That, that's always fun mm. to see. We don't do really Polaroids anymore these days. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know they're making their comeback. Um, I for mean, reasons. I, I mean, they actually are. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're no, coming no, back. No, like, yeah, yeah, that's today. what I, I. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, they are actually coming back. Um. <sighs> yeah, uh, the werewolf. Uh, yeah, the the initial the the erwolf. <laughs> as we'll refer to it um is seen seen uh not well at all um mm. is, um until uh, well you get a really good kind of glancing look at it right yeah. before it splatters under a fan it's a really good practical effect i love i think i i love it um no well i know i love it um <laughs> Uh, and I, I, uh, this isn't, this ain't your pappy's werewolf. You don't need oh, no yeah. silver bullets for that. Just 
hit it with a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a fast-moving car, you're fine. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Uh, <laughs> and as we find, very... you can also just shank it in the ribs. That'll do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do. There was, there was uh, honestly, um, because it was uh, because there's a great uh, post uh, splatter shot of the werewolf and it's uh, still twitching. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be one of those situations it where, yeah, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they, they, this guy will be out of the picture for like most of the movie as he's pulling himself back together. But nope, it's just just hit it with the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that because it's like, oh, okay, this isn't about like the Erwolf. It's not about the sire or anything. It's it's about the relationship between the two sisters. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it feels a little more grounded. It's not wholly supernatural. I mean, obviously it's supernatural. It's a werewolf movie, but it's it's a, li- it's a little more on the ground. Like, you know, they try silver and silver doesn't seem to do a whole lot and that kind of stuff. Yeah, her navel piercing. Oh my god. <laughs> god. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> oh the, yeah. The home absolutely. home uh home piercing kit. Yeah, it's like, uh, I feel wicked. Like that whole thing was like, wow, this is going south really fast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well so- the film in general, it's it's the I would say this is probably the most overt metaphor for anything I've ever watched. Um, yeah, definitely. They're, they're, yeah. they're not taking any pains to hide what they're talking about um, with with this film. Um, navel piercing scene aside, uh, we can <laughs> sort of carry homage in the shower. Um, mm. It's yeah, it's it's kind of it's all over the place with what it's presenting, but it's doing it. Uh, in a, a consistent enough manner, I think that it yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't feel like it's shoving it in your face, even though that's that's literally what it's doing um, <laughs> the, the entire time. Uh, it's not being subtle, uh, and I think it works. Um, in this case, I'm just fine. We have uh, we so we talked about the silver not really being a thing. Um, what what they come up with uh, next is the monkshood. So that's um. Mm. Uh, Aconitum. Probably saying it wrong. <laughs> or aka Wolf Spain. And yeah. um, this version is uh, a dried wow. um, sprig or a few sprigs that they're. Uh, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> yeah, you can pick up at the corner store. The, the, the yeah, and like, let's go to Hobby Lobby and get the cure for werewolfism. <laughs> yeah. Oh this no, is, this uh, one's this... plastic. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's a lot of. This is a lot of Banes, according to the Wikipedia page. There is a yeah. lot going on with that page. And, um, Spain, Levin's Bane, Mouse Bane, yeah. Women's Bane. So I, I oh my heard God. of Wolf's Bane previously or just digging through some other lore. And the most interesting hmm. thing that when I'm when I was looking at this particular page is that almost none of it is an application to actual werewolves or as a cure mm. or any, any yeah. matter of that, it, it points more toward vampires. Um, if anything, <laughs> okay. um, as a block for, uh, the, the, um, iconic Dracula in, in particular, um, it's mm. what they, it's what they hung up around Mina instead of garlic. It's, um, oh. Wolf Spain instead, which was said to deter, um, vampires. And then in the actual, um, specific lore through a few sources that I was reading. A lot of times, werewolves uh, in Eastern Europe are conflated with 
vampires. And we find that the they're, again, two sides of the same coin where the transformation of the, the, the I guess, a curse, um, mm. the werewolf is the living version of it. And then once you kill a werewolf or the person that was cursed, they become a vampire once they're vampire. dead. Uh. <clears throat> and then we of course we get you know films like underworld where uh they, yeah. they're they're leaning a little bit harder on the um the king lichen um origin <laughs> stories uh and so if we do get around mm. to the origin of this one that'll be interesting to see what they're using um as the origin yeah. story of these particular breed of werewolves can't quite remember in the third film what they do, but I know in the second film, like she's injecting herself with, because uh, Bridget ends up being becoming infected and becoming a werewolf, and she ends up injecting herself with monkshood uh, to try to stave off. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I should have let you know, but it's really, I, I mean, that doesn't spoil anything, but, uh, but yeah, uh, to kind of like. Yeah, that that whole thing of the monkshood being the bomb for werewolfism kind of continues, mm. which is good. Okay. That's like, it's nice that they're continuing their their lore and not um, retconning things. their lore. <laughs> nice to be consistent. Uh, I yeah. took the time to kind of pull up samples from the Book of Werewolves by um, Sabin Baring Gould. This is, I think, it's like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds um, book. Uh, I'll, I'll have Dave. the specific information in the, the notes for the source on it. Uh, go ahead, Leonard. Uh, I, I, I mentioned it off, off mic, but it bears repeating. You are slowly turning into the antagonist from every human-based Lovecraft story with all the books <laughs> and tone and text. I just, I just, I, I just, I need the lore. You, I just, I just want, I want you to listen to yourself. I want you to just, just when we're done, I want you to listen to yourself, read off the name of that book, and not tell yourself, "Wow, I kind of sound kind of evil," like I'm going to open a portal <laughs> to something. I'll just double down on it. I, <laughs> I've, I've had um, feedback from. Uh, other listeners that I've had turned to the show and they, they kept telling me, Oh, you should just read more stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just read things to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, people like it. Why not? I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, the, the book in question, the excerpts, I, I picked a few that uh, relate specifically to this film. And the, the first excerpt is uh, it reads as thus. The cases in which bloodthirstiness and cannibalism are united with insanity are those which properly fall under the head of lycanthropy. This film deals specifically with those two things. Um, mm. uh, they're not, it's not relying on the insanity angle, but it's definitely relying on the changes that um, Ginger undergoes as she's becoming uh, a werewolf. Uh, are less linked to the phases of the moon, more linked yeah. in this case to um, uh, her um, Menarch cycle. And mm. she actively is in her emotions, her moods, everything's becoming more feral. Mm. And she has no qualms in eating people, which uh, <laughs> obviously is not, is not, uh, enticing her sister to follow in her footsteps although that that is an option at one point 
or not She's even like, an option. I'm weird. She just... I'm just weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, we we skipped past it. The um the, the both of the sisters uh are saying their goth is not enough. They're like death. They're death. <laughs> ob- they're death obsessed in this film. Yes. And they and they create the best worst um class video project in which they <laughs> they film themselves in situations where they've died um either yeah. via suicide or accidental means or just cre- yeah just cre- creative <laughs> uh um they final destination themselves um yes. into it yes. into a series of slideshows <clears throat> the the practical effects that they use for this are great yeah. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. If you, if you like, if you're in a, a gore hound or like that kind of thing, they did a very good job and presented it very artfully. It's not. Um, it's it's less for. I mean, they may have going been going for the shock value, but uh, they put it together very well. Um, mm. As far as I think high school kids would have been able to do. Uh, <laughs> this is you know, it's clearly not yeah. their their production. Yeah. But uh, that that it's like the, the reaction mm-hmm. is nothing really, and it's like these kids need to be in therapy or something. <laughs> <laughs> right I, on, they're like, God, yeah, we hate suburbia too. Yeah, well, the the best part is the the reaction they get from the their classmates is sort of borderline. It's horror, but they're also kind of attracted to it. Their mm-hmm. their teacher. That's probably the best. He's just like, I'm, I don't know what to say. Yeah, you got to come see me after school because this is something's wrong. Yeah. It's funny because I think that is kind of how uh, a lot of people kind of regard female puberty in a way because it's like, I really don't know what's going on here. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's that's pushing the metaphor even more. No, and they do. And then they have that, um, they're just the the very frank discussion with um, the, the school nurse. Yeah. Oh, regarding that, that. she's great. she's just letting she's just like you guys. It's, you're you're taking it too seriously. You're just kind of like just got to deal with it. It's this. Uh, we uh, I guess we didn't mention that they're both l- very late by a few years um, in, into mm-hmm. to, to puberty. And yes, fifteen and sixteen respectfully. Mm-hmm. Like so, that. that's causing them other like so- social issues as well. Um, yeah, with with their peers. But uh, also with their their family, they're they're from a. I'm not gonna. It's a dysfunctional household. Oh, definitely, I love the mother. <laughs> the, the mother I is probably the, the best part the of the movie. Is amazing. <laughs> I love the mom she from um, so much better. <laughs> yeah, she's also the mom from what was it? Oh, Lost in Space. Yes, Mimi yes. Rogers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. Oh God, she's just so weird. Those weird little curls. That she has too. <laughs> oh. She she's, just kind of is at a loss as well. Yeah, and she's definitely like chewing the scenery when when she shows up. Like it always makes the scene. Um, she's mm. a she's a good mom in how she's trying the best for like her family. Yeah, um, yeah, just hold it together. Yeah, but the family itself is already so kind of wacky that uh, that even that is not enough mm. or, or, yes. or too much i guess <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a line when she's um uh bridget is talking to her and and kind of just trying to play off what's happening to her sister and um she she tells her mom oh your uh uh ginger really likes the the way you're letting us figure stuff out 
like on our own and not trying <laughs> yeah. to intercede. Yeah. And and the the mom goes, "Oh, I thought that that might work or something. I'm glad that that <laughs> yeah. was working." It's like that's, absentee uh, parenting worked for you. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like the uh, th- this was before the age of helicopter parents. So uh, yeah, yes, definitely, definitely. It went, you went the other way, probably too hard. <laughs> <laughs> And then the dad is just like not a figure. Uh, I, yeah. I think in the moment, um, the so the the ginger herself um, has is going out and causing sort of mayhem and and dealing with she's she's being a protective older sister and trying to do what she thinks is best for her younger sister. Unfortunately, also under or at the time she's under the curse of the the werewolf, and mm. her decision making skills are not. Um, up to par <laughs> because mm. uh beating someone up is one thing and then oh what well, you know what we'll just kill her that'll that'll be even better <laughs> that'll just solve the problem permanently to uh, be yeah. fair they didn't <laughs> kill her they, well she was, was gonna anyway but <laughs> that was it but she but 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 at the moment she didn't that no. puddle of milk killed her and that's all there is. And that's Jeez. all there is to it. There was just a counter in the way. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That 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 she she actually got final destination. Just, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it was a little too convenient. Yes. Um, um, um oh uh one thing I just wanted to make this point about this father. I was absolutely convinced during that uh that first dinner scene that we were never going to see his face because it took so long <laughs> for them to cut to his face that I was like, oh man, are they going to do like the direction to like make the decision like that the father is so ancillary to this movie that you only ever see the back of his head? And then I saw his face <laughs> and got really disappointed. But I was like, oh, that would have been really cool. Like he's and there, but he's totally, not. Yeah, I, that could have totally worked for me because I feel like, uh werewolfism is really uh, since its beginning it's been about men and kind of like representing men's Mm. um primal urges and so the fact that this is so female focused like i agree with you that would have been totally cool because he's already i barely remember him i just watched it and i could barely remember his face (laughs) right Mm. but yeah the the, the writer for this was a woman the director is a uh, a man though so that's that's nice that they're using um that female-centered view, especially in, in light of mm. how this film is uh, played out. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Um, I, I, oh, I, I accidentally uh, cut you off. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get back to how that puddle of milk m- murdered that girl <laughs> and that ginger. Is so ginger did nothing wrong. It was all yeah. the milk. I think it was milk and vomit. I think she threw up at that point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She threw up. Yeah. I just remember the milk and the blood. No, and she, the, yeah. she threw up yeah. like weirdly from asphyxiation yeah because ginger is like choking be careful (laughs) um yeah (laughs) particularly around um stone counters yeah oh god (laughs) this is the worst like uh getting the back of the head um yeah oh yeah bring me back to all my old science days Mm. i was too tall for fume hoods so i kept banging my head Ah. (laughs) oh no Oh, oh! There's a, the, the the moment with um. So, her, the, the girl. What's her name? The girl that gets murdered is uh, Trina. Trina. Yes, Trina. Trina. Yeah. So she 
also gets her fingers severed and the, mm. the fingers end up in the garden when they're uh, <laughs> trying to go bury her the, the, the mother is aware that the, that her daughters are like death obsessed and, and do like the little videos and Weird stuff thing, so yeah. so she finds the fingers and her the husband's like freaking out and she's like oh don't worry they're just props from the from our daughter's <laughs> videos and but i I think she gets something else's up because she ends up putting yeah. the fingers in a Tupperware and in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. She left um, it in the fridge. I don't, I don't even. <laughs> I I was really upset that she didn't put them in the freezer. Uh, first first off, uh, but but I absolutely love that she burped the lid of the Tupperware. Yes, container. that is yeah. so important. Yes. <laughs> if you want to maintain freshness. I was like, okay, somebody knows how Tupperware works. You burp that corner and you shove it in wherever you're gonna store it. But I was like, ah, thank you, thank you for the burp. It's like, why is she saving it? Like, (laughs) (laughs) she she does a couple other question questionable things, but uh, most importantly, she she doubles down on the solidarity that she's trying oh, to yeah. build with her daughters and once yeah, she yeah, realizes right. that that body's actually a body and that the police <laughs> are going to just find it or someone's because it's it's a shallow grave in a shed um yeah, yeah. behind it's not, house. <laughs> yeah it's not very <laughs> hidden um but she willingly says to her, her daughters once everything's going crazy that uh oh i'll just turn the gas on and blow up the house then yep. <laughs> no ah! one will find the body <laughs> Or if they find that they'll fresh. think it's a gas explosion. Yeah, we'll start fresh. Yeah. I think that she, I don't know if the father went on a trip or she didn't care if he was in the house. Um, I know she said. Um, <laughs> she cared if he was in the house. I don't think she cared I, about him at I, all. I think I think the implication was he would have gone to work and that yeah. he wouldn't care or he'd blame her for the gas leak. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then they would just leave. Yeah, they would just yeah, yeah. travel off and go somewhere <laughs> and restart their lives. Um yeah. For some reason, I, I thought she didn't care if he was in the house, and that I thought that that was funnier. <laughs> that's also that's also potential interpretation of that. <laughs> uh, mother of the year, uh, yes. exactly. Yeah, she's so <laughs> devoted to her girls, and it's like, all right, you're a werewolf. That's fine. Like we're just gonna start over. Yes. Now, um, I di- I lost what happened. She went to the party at the end when she's trying mm-hmm. to recover her daughters, and. Then she just disappears. Is yeah, she gets happened? out of the car and yeah, is out yeah. of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gets stuck in the crowd, doesn't catch up. Yeah, walking around in the party, and then the other girl's leaving and just does not address that she just got <laughs> lost at a rave. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah. what happened. <laughs> Mom decided to live one last time. <laughs> no family, no daughters, no husband. Just, just this eternal you. rave. Yes, just you. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man. Uh, um, oh, we have the, uh, the casualty of the casualty yeah. of the story because they're like yeah. more focusing on the sisters. Yeah, they yeah. do, yeah. and it, I think that just something happened with the the script, and they just well, we'll leave this loop, this plot hole here. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what, what, what guys, we got to wrap the, up the budgets. The budgets coming up. We got to just finish. Exactly. This movie. <laughs> what, what happened with the script was um, Mrs. Rogers' agent called. She will not be returning to the set. Um, 
<laughs> I hope that you've got all the footage that you need of her. <laughs> good, oh, good thing we filmed the rave scene first, so. Exactly. Uh, we, we also have the character of Jason McCarty. So Jason is the it's not even really, the 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 lust <laughs> the lust interest of um, Ginger, uh, or really kind of vice versa. Jason's more interested in her. Yeah. Um, she's just using him because she thought she was horny, but really she's hungry. Um, that, that was an interesting take. <laughs> oh, it happens uh, yeah. to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he becomes infected, and we see that they're the movie it follows kind of takes this idea and makes the horror uh std parable um they're they're mm-hmm. using that a little bit in this one where specifically um you don't have to get bit you can <laughs> just have been in contact with bodily fluids uh and yep. um still be, you know become infected with the lycanthropy which yeah. makes you a terrible um, decision maker um, and yeah. <laughs> just perpetually hungry. Uh, and also uh, in a onesie. <laughs> get uh, <laughs> a, a, like a skin infection. I think that's what. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, it makes I, so they're, interesting. They're just, that's more yeah. effective than any sex that I ever saw. Cause it's like, <laughs> he, he's just, he's tweaking out and he's peeing blood. <laughs> it's just, those <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolute bully education, man. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um yeah, definitely what that it looks like it's they're saying that this is an STD in mm. in that aspect yeah. of it. Um and he gets like lesions on his face. So they're kind of playing with puberty, acne and then taking it a little bit step further saying, "Hey, if you have mm. unprotected sex, you could get this terrible affliction." <laughs> <laughs> so don't yes. do that, kids. I actually kind of liked um uh really kind of appreciated that uh flip um with it where uh ginger um uh initially in the movie is a lot of baggy clothing a lot of big sweaters a lot of no skin and then Mm. after she becomes uh uh lady werewolf uh, young lady werewolf, excuse me. Uh, she, um, uh, there, it is the uh, atypical, like uh, a hot girl transformation. Exactly. Then, yeah. Uh, it's like she's all that. <laughs> but then McCarthy gets it, and he turns into gross, greasy scrub, peeing oh, yeah. blood, like yeah. gross guy, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, no, no, it's actually the dudes that are super gross during puberty uh, with yeah, their oils yeah. and their zits uh, and he was like mr big shot at the beginning even though yeah. he only really seems to have his two friends who are seemingly <laughs> smarter than he is i don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's that uh smart in this in this film but um, <laughs> yeah they're um, definitely like it's a weird uh group everyone was a little bit weird in this yeah, yeah uh, but I really appreciated like oh yeah no the Ginger's werewolf like minus the dew claw um, oh, <laughs> minus the dew claw <laughs> like her tra- well dew claw and tail her transformation's actually like pr- like pretty good to her and then he gets turned into like a toad like gross toad <laughs> don't bring up the toads again <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pre-recording toad talk for this. Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys missed out on an hour of 
Toad Talk. Toad Talk? Oh my god. My, con- my country is cursed. Never come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we're the cane toad yeah, world yeah yeah <laughs> but i like that you bring that up about uh like the men being kind of disgusting <laughs> oh yeah they're either For absent sure. or just disgusting and it's kind of interesting because i feel like him getting the lycanthropy std is kind of punishment for him being just a creep for yeah. the rest like the, yeah. the beginning of it yeah absolutely Although um, he eventually comes away with no real consequences except getting stabbed in the neck with a needle, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and wandering <laughs> off with the needle still yeah. sticking out of his neck. That was yeah, that was a perfect time. That was that was a that was a very late nineties, early aughts, very Farley brothers shot yeah. of, <laughs> of the needle in the neck. And I'm like, ah oh, yes, I remember when films like this were made. It was it was I had a real like it it really it messed with me a little. I was like, I remember when movies like this got made. Movies like this can't exist anymore. What happened? And then I was like, oh, that was like 20 years ago. And then um the ending (laughs) then the ending of uh The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade happened, and I turned into a pile of dust. Um. (laughs) uh if i could move on to one thing because it's the i think it's my Mm. favorite thing in the movie um the super legit platonic friendship between bridget and sam that is my favorite part of this movie it's It's better yeah, it's. I was oh, really God. bummed out. Actually, I except for Trina, I'm actually was really bummed out by everybody that died. Mm. Like every person that died. Like I felt yeah. really bad because I'm like, oh, but the janitor, he's actually so nice. Like yeah. she fell in the dog guts and he just gave her a towel and went back to work. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, my God, I used to feel things for people in horror movies. Oh, this is <laughs> gone, too. But, yeah, the Sam Bridget connection is, like, my favorite thing. I love it so much. It is mm. so cute. Yeah, because I thought that they were going to kind of go, like, oh, she's going to start to kind of explore her sexuality, and it's just going to be, a, a thing, like, an OTP or whatever. But the mm. fact that it stays strictly platonic, I, I I think it's good because it doesn't pull focus from the sisters' uh, relationship. Right. Mm. It, yeah. And it was good because most of these, not even these films, most most films will take that and use that as an excuse to oh we're gonna like do, you know force this um, romantic relationship when it it didn't. People can just have friends, and yep. it's yeah. nice to show yeah. that yeah. that could have been. You know, a thing in this. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's that's not what happens. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, Sa- yeah. Sam Sam's death is probably, aside from all the dogs, uh, the most unfortunate uh, <laughs> yeah, one really one in the film. Um, he was trying yeah. so hard to help her out, and he even volunteers himself as a sacrifice, which didn't work, but did. Yeah, <laughs> did, didn't kind of. Uh... Look, sometimes your best possible friend in a horror movie is the guy five years older than you who deals weed out of the back of his family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. This what? is the moral of the movie. <laughs> that and uh, in the woods. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I, I did it's like true. that. He he comes to talk to her, and they're they're on lunch or on on pee. Yeah, 
And um, yeah, she, she just gets mad. She's like, I'm in the middle of class. And he's like, oh, I, I just forgot because I'm not actually in high school anymore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hanging out with you kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I'm kind of, it, it's funny how it turns out because you're kind of suspicious of him from the start because he's got a van. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, that he turns out to be a really good character, I think is like a great contrast to all yeah. the kind of uh, crappy yeah. men or absent men in the rest yeah. of the movie. Mm. The, and, and that he's not, um, while he's selling them weed, he's not encouraging the behavior. He's just in it for the profit. Mm. Like right, what, yeah. so, they do. Uh, um, Jason and his buddies—they're all lighting up in the back of um, Sam's van, and he's just like, "What are you guys doing? Get get out of my van!" You know, yep. it's, it's it's particularly business. He's not trying to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And and I also really like the once again um, the the aspect of like, oh, he's this weird scummy guy. But then when Bridget goes to visit him at the lighthouse, he's actually because he's a gardener. Um, he's a yeah. fucking horticulturist. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I said lighthouse. I meant greenhouse. What movie were you watching? Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Um, uh, I, that he's actually like he's potting orchids. Like he yeah. actually is a gardener that just happens to sell weed on the side. Yeah, you can um, kind of and, see him as like a weird, almost Van Helsing character. Yeah, because you know? he's like yeah. he's got the he's got the the kind of herbal knowledge that's going to help them cure, hopefully, ginger. But yeah. I just ultimately like the aspect of like, oh yeah, this is like initial appearance, and this is actually who he is, and. Mm. They they have the little lycanthrope moment that sparks the 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 friendship uh, because uh, Sam is the one that uh, that jibbed the uh, werewolf under the van. Um, so they he has they, a van. Yes, he's the one with yeah. the van. Um, and I really like like that uh, that kind of like oh you do know what I'm talking about. I thought you were a dumb little girl that doesn't know what a lycanthrope is. And thus begins like a relationship of mutual respect and actual like concern for, yeah, for Bridget. Yeah, it and was nice that he really had that had that concern because he did come off almost as that kind of gatekeeping. Like you don't even know what lycanthrope means, do you? And then once he realized that she did, uh, it, it wasn't ever a, any kind of other derision. It was like, oh, right. oh, you do. That's great. So well, we'll talk about it. And then he's like, where, where did you get the monks? This is not in season. Uh, yep. it's like well i just got it at the corner store actually my mom had it mom brought it home from hobby lobby or whatever it's just the dried yeah. ones yep and uh, and also just uh one one final thing about that i kind of also adore that oh yeah sam also kind of does drugs so he probably knows how to refine this into a serum. It's kind of scary because it's like just like because almost the way they prepare it is almost like heroin. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Kind of yeah. concerning. It's like wow, you made you know a little too much about Sam. Are you okay? Yeah. I, well, I just really appreciate. It. I'm like I'm like I don't think he uses, but I think he knows how to like. Knows. He knows, mm. and I'm like I like like this non-expository storytelling that you're giving me, movie. 
Um, I love that. We don't get that anymore. Like people have to explain the crap out of things now. And it's like, mm. I feel like this develops very organically and yep. kind of, you know, they show instead of tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, did, he didn't yeah. need to go. Now we need the cotton ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I also loved because I was like, I, I, you, I had never seen that before. I was mm. like, of course you would just filter it through <laughs> cotton, cotton ball. ball. <laughs> well, now you know. I know. Yeah. I know. Right. Just in case. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just case. Just, but we we still don't know the dosage because they were guessing too. Oh yeah. 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 And somehow lot, somehow it didn't just utterly because Wolf's Bane itself is poison. Yeah, oh, so, like super poisonous. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a surprise that like, oh, we cured you of your lycanthropy and your life. Yeah, you Ooh. just died, <laughs> and and that was yes. a that was a potential outcome that uh, Sam does in fact mention to um, mm. G because in, initially he's under the impression um, that she has is the one that has contracted lycanthropy, but it, it turns out that he knew all along that she was not cursed in the beginning, mm. and uh, it was it was for her sister. Um, yeah because he's not an idiot and (laughs) she's she's just she's just kind of uh trying to use that second hand oh it's for me to to help me out and not not for my sister um right but he's like yeah don't don't just inject this could kill you or whoever you're trying to inject with the the wolf's pain um so we don't know the dosage and she just like uses the entire (laughs) syringe on um jason uh Really, it's, 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 it as, it's as a defensive measure. She's not trying yeah. to hear him. She's trying yeah. not to get attacked by him. So she stabs him in the neck. With the, and it's a weird, like, mm. guinea pig situation because yeah. like, oh, yeah. she's able to actually say, like, oh, okay, this actually hopefully maybe works a little bit. Because he seems to kind of come down, like, and become less aggressive yeah. at, right after she stabs him. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He, he utterly forget like, the, the it's almost a fugue state. Yeah, where so the he, curse is itself, who he is. You're not in your right mind. He just... He's like, where, mm. where am I? What I gotta happened? go to class. I just gotta go back to class. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think God. I'll I'll try to make that the cover art. I, it is a funny, that a funny would be scene. beautiful. Just like, what's happening? <laughs> Let me see if there's another. Uh, oh, um. The second passage that I, I, I picked was hallucination uh-huh. may be also produced by artificial means, and there are evidence afforded by the confessions of those who tried for lycanthropy. But these artificial means were employed by them. So this is in reference to um, salves being used in transformations. People would um, yeah. cover themselves in some sort of salve to in- induce uh, the, the lycanthropy or the the, the shape changing. Um, they've also used uh, um, wolf's fur uh, belts, uh, and in some cases, yeah. people skin belts to turn <laughs> themselves into werewolves. Awesome. Um, yeah. Everyone loves the people skin belt, uh, and in this uh, particular <laughs> this particular um, passage is from the uh, the transformation of the the golden ass of uh, Epileus, so that a man turns into a donkey. Um, very, very, did it, did very. Did you have an ass belt? No, it was the salve. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. The salve turned. Uh, the, Darn. Uh, yes, it, it, that would have been even better. Uh, it turned a woman into an owl, and so he thought that that was cool. And he's like, "Well, I'll try it." And then it turned him into a donkey because he was a jerk. <laughs> so I'm guessing it just shows your inner person. 
um, uh, then the, mm. second, the second passage in that same um, segment is of what these magical salves were composed. Uh, we know they were composed of narcotics, um, <laughs> uh, specifically solanum, um, somniferum, aconite. So that's the wolf's bane. Um, yep. Heoscamus uh, belladonna, another poison, opium, uh, yeah. arcaris vulgaris, and seum. So basically, it's a, mm. it's a case of the poison neutralizing the poison to do something for you. Um, do yeah. not use any of these things; you will die. Please do. Uh, not. Yeah, yeah. OPM is one hell of a drug, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then in, uh, in in uh, not it's not homage, but uh, to liken the preparation of using the alcohol to mm. form a serum out of the um, wolf's bane. These these things were boiled down with oil, um, rendered, uh, and or the fat of little children who were murdered for the purpose. So this is yeah. horrifying. Um, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do like that the passage includes the blood of a bat was added, but its effects could have been nil. So they were just <laughs> added right. some, the, the, these, optional. The, the true goths. We got to put some blood in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just a, bla- awesome. a bat blood garnish. Exactly. Mm. It's just for flavor. Yeah. It doesn't actually have Color. any effect. Effects are negligible. <laughs> and then um we we do have the to I guess tie in with uh wolf accidents. Um uh, we have ca- cases that were instanced are those of shepherds who were by nature who are by nature of their employment brought into collision with wolves because they just deal with wolves on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It is not surprising that these persons, in conditions liable to hallucinations, should imagine themselves to be transformed into wild beasts, uh, and that their minds reverting to the injuries sustained from the animals, they should, in their state of temporary insanity, accuse themselves of the acts of rapacity committed by the beast into which they believe themselves to be transformed. So mm. they're getting, like, PTSD uh, off of animal attacks and... I guess disassociating themselves with their humanity and using potentially using the excuse of these attacks to commit um, horrible acts of violence, yeah. Uh, yeah. or they actually just went insane um, because mm. they remembered something horrific and um, like, you know, they they've entered that scary. that fugue state <laughs> and yes. um, mm. committed uh, terrible things. So the movie sort of addresses that kind of idea of uh, the the werewolf curse not only making you unlike yourself, but you've disassociated from your formal personality and you're committing these things Mm. in a way that you would not remember them once the transformation um, is reversed or cured or the period of transformation um, has ended. Mm. Right. Or you get a little tail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they both get little (laughs) tiny tails um, that are hilarious and, uh, um, Ginger decides if she just cuts off her tail, that should end the curse. Uh, I don't imagine that working, but um, yeah. they, you know they don't have any recourse at that at that point. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Dave, if if I may interject, uh, please uh, go ahead real quickly. Um, I really want this epi- episode to be called uh, Wolf Accidents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not a wolf attack. It's just a wolf accident. I think, yes. <laughs> um, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I just really want this episode to be called Wolf Axis. Okay. Um, so th- those were the primary um, points that I had pulled mm. from the, 
the literature uh, just to kind of address what was going on in the film or what they may have been drawing mm. from. Um, Cameron, did you have any other main things you wanted to discuss it from this film in particular? Um, it, it's a really good film. Um, and again, as we said, it's very female centric and it ties shush, shush phone. Uh, it ties, <laughs> uh, it ties um, a lot of the idea of lycanthropy into that, that part of, you know, female puberty growing up as a woman. And I think one detail that I really, really liked is near the end of the film, they're driving Ginger back to the house to get more monkshood or aconite to make a, another set of, another dose of cure. And she's going through like the final full stage of the transformation. And the, the final, final thing is her head turns aside. She vomits up all this black brown sludge yeah. and way yeah. back near the start of the movie, the school nurse says, and eventually you'll have like a black brown discharge, and that signals the end of your period. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, that's so good. It's it's I think that was my favorite detail because it got to that. I was like, oh, that is foreshadowing <laughs> the final transformation. It was yep. it was great. Just a good movie all around, really. Mm-hmm. All right, and Monster Scholar. Uh is there any particular other bits that we may have missed in covering this oh i think uh, we covered it all i mean i just really as as a weird girl growing up i feel like this was my movie you know and it's like (laughs) Mm. if you're if you're interested in kind of like a movie about sisterhood and the the problems that arise like you know, when you're not developing as fast as, you know, your peers and stuff like that, I feel like it's really going to speak to the kind of like emotional angst that most of us experienced as teenagers. <laughs> and it's just something different. Like it's, just, it's something that really speaks to me because it's female centric and I really do love werewolves. I always have. Um, but there weren't that many narratives that featured female werewolves, you know, when mm. I, cause whenever I was growing up, it was like, you know, American werewolf and all that stuff. So yeah. I think it's a different take that's super interesting and it's not it's not your stock kind of werewolf movie. So I think it's 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 a fun yeah. watch. Yes. Mm. Actually, you know what? I just absolutely remembered something. Um <laughs> it's not a female werewolf, it is a whiff wolf. Don't forget. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh words. Uh <laughs> Uh, I totally forgot about that until just now. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, good film. Why, why have you been listening to us talk about it? Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yes, please, please do watch this and then come, come, come back to us with your other takes. Our listeners to stop listening to our show <laughs> and come back to it later. Well, I yeah. mean, a good podcast should should make you want to go watch the stuff. So. That is true. That's right. Hopefully. Yes. And we, we thankfully this time did not go beat for beat through the, the each scene. Mm. Um, it's oh, not, yeah, it's not necessary plenty. for what what we've done, but there's a lot going on in this movie that um, yeah. we, we didn't cover, um, which is which is good. So leaves leaves you listeners um, something to uh, chew on as you watch. I leave them hungry for more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. Now I did have another film sort of assigned uh, to to cover. I think for. Um, interest of time we will hold off uh, for another another time but uh i will recommend checking into um roma santa um mm. that film in contrast with this deals specifically with the uh hallucinatory um 
mental issues uh, of believing one is a werewolf when that may may or may not mm-hmm. actually be the case. Uh, the film plays around with that, giving us uh, unreliable accounts and unreliable narrators um, for the for the duration of the movie, but still treating the viewer to um, excellent uh, transformational scenes, uh, which I think equal or maybe perhaps surpass uh, what we were given in Ginger Snaps. The, um, mm-hmm. the, the transformations aren't cut away. They are, as far as I'm aware, one of the more unique transformations. Um, and I will say at least the, the, the film is worth for the, watching for that. Also, it stars um, the uh, great Julian Sands, who I'm a oh, fan of. Nice. And we should probably mean, just do a Julian Sands episode. I know, I was going to say, we'll just do a Julian <laughs> Sands episode. And we'll look at some witches and some werewolves. Um, <laughs> and bounce around a little bit and just uh, um, Boxing Helena. No, we'll, mm. we'll not watch Boxing Helena. Um, no, no. Uh, but that that film um, is probably on the docket for a future episode. We'll see. Uh, it, it, at the least, I'll address... A little bit more um, some other literature uh, on that because it is a fictionalized account of a historical record of a um, one of the first um, serial killers on trial um, in Spain. So that'll mm-hmm. be interesting at a later date. Um, does anyone have anything else that they would like to cover uh, in regard to Ginger Snaps or specifically the werewolves on display in this film? No. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking that as a no. <laughs> That's a no. Okay. Um well with that that being the case, we'll do a little bit of um wrap up admin as usual. Uh myself you can find on Twitter at Sentient underscore plus Leonard, where can folks find you should they wish to contact you? Uh they can find me on uh at Dr. Faust is dead on twitter.com and if some of my videos about video games you can find me on youtube also at dr faust is dead cameron where can people find you uh you can find me also on twitter at night underscore twitten that's night without a k uh where i will be screaming about the australian election for approximately the next three years (laughs) You are. It's been utterly it's been entitled Saturday. <laughs> it's been a Saturday. Um, I was just there this summer, so. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a lovely country. I'm sorry about our politicians. Don't worry about it. I'll follow you. <laughs> um, uh, and if you also like uh, tabletop games, in particular the Warhammer variety, feel free to check out another podcast I'm on, which is Realm and Ruin, because uh, we talk about that, and it's fun. It, it's it's a good time. Um, it's twelve thirty three a.m. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? <laughs> no, I, I already covered that. Uh, so, Monster Scholar oh, yourself. Yeah, it's twelve thirty three a.m. Monster Scholar. <laughs> oh yeah, so people can find me at Monster Scholar on all the social needs. Um, also, I am working with my husband to release a podcast in the fall, mm. and you can follow us on Twitter called at Weirdos Pod. It's going to be called A Couple of Weirdos, and so we're just going to talk about supernatural stuff and like paranormal and uh murder and all that good stuff 
Yeah. Excellent. We'll be sure to link uh, our listeners to that uh, once it does pop up. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time mm-hmm. out of your day to come visit with us and talk about werewolves for a little while. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Anytime I can talk about werewolves, it's a good day. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll extend future invitations to you um, when we cover this and or other things of interest. Oh, please. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> So I think that that's, uh, we're going to wrap this up um, for this, I almost said this evening, it's only evening for some of us, Um, (laughs) this particular episode, um, I know all of us have things to do and Cameron needs to go to bed, so that's us (laughs) signing off, we will uh, see you in a fortnight, fortnight, two weeks time. Um, yeah with another episode on i don't know we'll decide <laughs> we haven't figured it out yet all right bye y'all bye bye bye, bye. bye.